Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer giving her annual State of the State speech to a joint session of the legislature. The response delivered on the Republican side by Senate Republican leader Eric Nesbitt from West Michigan's 20th District. And Senator Nesbitt is joining us this morning on WKZO to share some thoughts on last night's speech. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, pleasure to have you with us. And uh, by the way, happy birthday today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Last year was on my birthday. Uh, this year was the day, day before. So I, I appreciated the, uh, the the kind wishes that the uh, governor gave me yesterday. Well, so. uh, well, well put by the governor. Well, speaking of what the governor had to say uh, last night, uh, you gave the response for the Republicans last night. What's your general uh, overview of the governor's speech last night? Well, I thought it was one of the most partisan speeches I've seen in my time in Lansing in the legislature. Uh, she really didn't come in to talk away, talk about how Republicans and Democrats can come together and solve some of the state's biggest problems on infrastructure, economic development, housing, education. All these are real big issues that need to be taken on. Instead, she took a partisan victory lap on some on the most partisan uh, legislative session I've seen uh, in in Michigan history, and talking about you know trying to trying to cover up the ways they've increased the cost of doing business here in the state of Michigan, increased the cost of Michigan families, and then you know after the governor increased taxes by seven hundred million dollars earlier this year, income taxes uh, on all working families and all small businesses, that she's talking about way you know she's talking about all these programs that she doesn't have enough funding for. And so it seems like she's, uh, you know, making a long list of promises without any way to, to pay for it. And uh, going into the next, uh, yeah, I think there's there's a hope from her that maybe the next legislature, the next governor will figure out how to pay for it because she'll be out of town. But she is rooting for the Lions this weekend. I did get oh, that I, out of the speech. I think, even, I think even Bears fans are rooting for the Lions this weekend. I think we're... You know, after uh, 70 years, I, I hope uh, most everybody's rooting for the Lions. Senate Republican Leader Eric Nesbitt with us on WKZO this morning. Well, speaking of uh, spending and uh, the housing that you mentioned, the governor uh, announced plans for the largest investment of its kind in Michigan history in housing, $1.4 billion. That's a big number, isn't it? Well, and we don't know where that number's coming from. We don't know how it's going to be spent, how it's going to be used. Uh, there's there's not, no details behind it unless she's announced. And I know that uh, she's been trying to increase her visibility nationally as she uh, runs for uh, higher office, uh, whether president or vice president, but, you know, it's out there. I know California Institute, a uh, similar program, and their housing ended up costing nearly 50% more expensive than what they were expecting in, in, in the budgeting. And at the end of the day, shouldn't we be aggressively pursuing the private sector dollars to be investing in, in housing and lowering the, you know, making permitting and, and regulations more predictable so folks can invest and grow jobs here in the state instead of just growing the size and scope of government? On the uh, education front, her proposal on universal preschool and free community college uh, is one of those that she termed last night a proposal that would make life more affordable. In a time of high inflation, uh, is that going to work? Well, I still don't know how she's going to be paying for this. One, two, is that on the community college side, we already have, uh, uh, you know, really 
universal accessibility to community college. Uh, there was a few years ago, Republicans and Democrats came together, uh, passed the bill to uh, ensure those that uh, could not afford college or had trouble affording community college to make sure that they had the uh, scholarships and uh, available. And so there was a means testing there that you know those uh, from families fr- that uh, were struggling or uh, lower income scales, you know that that wasn't. Uh, a barrier in entering you know, a community college, getting a two-year degree. I think we need to be concentrating more on certification programs and more on apprenticeship programs to make sure that folks just you know don't have a degree, you know, don't just have a degree, but actually have training for work and for the workforce. And so, uh, you know, I, I was told uh, over the weekend that I think we spent about a thousand times more on uh, higher education than we do on apprenticeship and program. So this and this is a challenge with education itself. We have uh, you know her own population commission, her own set of experts that issued a report in December. Uh was a pretty damning report on the administration five you know five years in talking about our broken education system and how we need structural systematic reform. Instead of accomplish working on a bipartisan accomplishment of those reforms pushing both sides to increase standards uh, increase expectations and provide better flexibility for folks to prepare for careers and, and raise their families here in Michigan. That last year, the uh, Democrat legislature and, and Governor Whitmer went ahead and repealed a lot of accountability measures, such as ensuring that elementary kids uh, know how to read, making sure that they have their, you know, making sure that they have uh, reading scholarships available if they're falling behind. Uh, defeated that proposal, and then they've taken out a several different uh, areas of accountability, such as uh, having uh, student growth as part of teacher evaluations and just uh, openness on, you know, and then repealing the uh, simple letter grades on, on school buildings. And so if, if we're going to have a serious conversation on education, let's look at a way to actually compete and win in the 21st century and making sure that our students have the tools available, uh, you know, as they go into uh, their careers and 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 on to higher education. So as lawmakers uh, gather what the governor has put out on the table in her speech last night and uh, go back to work in Lansing, what in your mind uh, is top priority as we resume the legislative sessions? I mean, as I look at it, right now the Michigan House has 54 Republicans and 54 Democrats. So this is a perfect opportunity to come together, work on some of these structural systematic reforms that maybe both sides have to spend a little political capital and make them a little uncomfortable. But this means that on, whether it's education or transportation, I think those are kind of two of the biggest issues if we're serious about economic development, to actually do some systematic reforms, making sure we have the right workforce development, career technical education, accountability in our schools. But there's also a bunch of different ways to lower the cost of investing in bridges and, and, and our roads to make, make sure our, the dollars go a little farther and that we can rebuild our infrastructure so that we can compete and win in the 21st century. And unfortunately, it looks like not much is going to happen in Lansing, which could be good if, if they were going to pass negative things uh, until the Democrats get a majority back in the House, likely the end of, end of April, uh, beginning of May. Uh, but I think that's a key opportunity where we could come together and actually accomplish some pro-Michigan, pro-family uh, items that will actually move the state forward and help us compete and win in the 21st century. 
Senate Republican Leader Eric Nesbitt's been our guest, representing the 20th District here in West Michigan and responding to the Governor's State of the State address last night. Always a pleasure to chat with you and catch up with you, and uh, thanks for your time this morning. Hey, thanks for having me. Stay safe on the road. So-